Hello and welcome to The Third Real Podcast, the show where we geek out over movies and TV shows. My name is Ryan, and with me as always this week is Mike. Hello. And Dave. Hi, everybody. Hey, this week we're talking Lonely Island Gets Naked, Kevin Smith is a Prince Stan, Netflix lives long enough to see itself become the villain, and there's a new space race in Hollywood. Uh, to get us started, though, uh, I want to uh, bring up some news items about uh, some MCU uh, project reshuffling. Oh, you got you saw that Ooh. news? You saw the only um, news that really matters? <laughs> well, I was going to segue into that news by first stating that uh, uh, Nova, which we has been long rumored to be a movie in development, um, yes. is uh, now going to be one of the uh, special presentations, just like uh, Werewolf by Night. Yes, I like that idea. We were We were talking about it like how... How would they pack all of this into one thing? And they demonstrated with that werewolf by night, just mm-hmm. like that. You just yeah. make it, you don't explain it. You just cut it off on either end. And you're like, and that's the story. Right. It's like, tell, it's like a short film. It was like 55 minutes long yeah. or something. Um, you know, they've also uh, announced that Armor Wars, which was going to be a Disney Plus show, is now a movie. So... It's nice that there's like three options now in the MCU where a movie, right. a series, or a short. It's like brilliant. So just slot your story into whichever makes sense and off you go. Yeah, no trying to shoehorn it into something. Right? No trying to expand something uh, to fit a TV show. No no, uh, no trying to, I don't know, expand something to fit a movie because we now have the hour-long option. Right? They're not stuck in a mold. They haven't decided that this is exactly what we have to do and we're just going to keep reprinting it every time they're trying different stuff this is great yeah yeah because uh was was a great thing to to just sort of uh, absorb for that hour and uh, not have to come back every week not have to um not have to and, and it was i wonder if the special presentation is suitable for the stuff that doesn't necessarily tie into the larger universe right at least right away where it's right. like you know, because uh, you need a, a larger screen for the multiverse of madness, um, and you need a slower-paced thing for the WandaVision, so... And with, you just touched on it, with the multiverse, with the fact that they've now clearly introduced the multiverse, there is no reason why these things have to connect. Yeah. Like, that special presentation, it was black and white. We don't really know whether it was now... Right. Or 20 well, years ago, or 50 years ago, well, or we know 20 re- years from now. We know it's relatively recent because they had current cell phones. Oh, that's well, right. That cell phone. They, um, yeah, I think as you went through, get later into the, the show, it started to become apparent that it was more present than we originally thought. Uh, like the guards um, and their uniforms and the equipment that they're using is very modern. Yeah, that's uh, I, true. And then I don't remember cell phones, but I thought well, they had so one of my theories. Well, no, but it, it could it be a different. Good. It still could be a different yeah. world. Yeah, yeah. Um, this could be a, not like a multiverse story. Um, yeah, you know, maybe this is where you tell your Marvel zombies story as well. Well, right. On that note, they've actually got a spinoff planned for yeah. What If. Yes. Uh, it's actually it's going to be the f- shortest series uh, to date with four episodes. <laughs> yeah, but oh, really? it's going to be R-rated. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know, Werewolf by Night really pushed that R rating. There was a lot of gore uh, and blood, but black and white blood. I guess you can get away with it. Yeah, this will be different. Well, I mean, but this it's I guess zombies, it's going to be animated. So... The zombies, right? So I assume. Right, it's gonna if it's a spinoff of what yeah. if it's probably going to be animated, so you can oh, probably yeah, get yeah. away with a franchise lot says you can get away with a lot more in animation than live action. That's true. More tolerant, but that's exciting. Yeah. Well, speaking yeah. though more uh, live action, um, how about uh, Harrison Ford as uh, Thunderbolt Ross? What? No, I hadn't heard about that. Yeah, really? so unfortunately, William Hurt, um, ha, you know, passed away a little right. while ago. Um, but they are still making a Thunderbolts movie, which is supposed to sort of be the final film of the Phase Five of the MCU. 
And they've tapped Harrison Ford to replace him. I mean, <laughs> you seem speechless. It's great. Um, <laughs> Your jaw like dropped. You're like, wow. Well, because I'm kind of torn because I'm like, okay, I like the idea. I get it. It Does seems it have like to be Harrison Ford, though, like because he's done so much. Do you know what I mean? Like put somebody in there. But he's that never could, done superhero. He has hasn't. He? he hasn't done it. He's. He, I mean, Han Solo and Indiana Jones are essentially superheroes. Superheroes. Superpowers. Come on. Um, well, my thinking is they, they definitely want someone like on death's door, obviously. So they went with Harrison Ford. Because why get somebody, you know, 10 years younger who might actually live to the, be the end of the, the movie? You know, what's going to be funny is they'll maybe it does well and they want to make a Thunderbolts too. But then Harrison Ford, who's getting up there in age, maybe doesn't make it in time for Thunderbolts too, And they have to replace He's him again. He's going to be 100. So they'll like, they'll replace him with Liam Neeson. Yeah. Um, but see, Liam Neeson would make sense for them to do it with Liam Neeson now because he's like ten years younger than Harrison Ford. He's probably not even ten years younger. He's probably less than that. Curious. Now. Well, Harrison Ford is how old? <laughs> I, I'm looking now. Eighty. Eighty. So yeah, Liam Neeson's probably yeah. in his sixties. Well, so that's what they do. They'll just keep recasting the Thunderbolt Ross role, and then it's going to become this myth in the far future where it's like the movie franchise that killed the most actors. (laughs) It's going to become like a 007 type role where they just keep swapping them out every couple movies. Yeah, but if they do it because they die. (laughs) Well, they don't have to do it because they die it could be like the the 007 where they just every so often they swap them out well then they'll have to because then they'll just be like well shoot this person didn't die this time maybe we should just kill them they'll have to take the actor and kill them and that's the only reason they're allowed to now recast it's how they retire in hollywood yeah (laughs) um you know speaking of harrison ford though um there was uh, did you guys there was this article recently I read this week about uh, the details of this unmade, or sorry, never made uh, uh, Indiana Jones sequel in the form of a video game and a novel. Um, oh, that when be George Lucas was making uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, yeah. EA was making a video game. Uh, right, and they, Atlantis. They went so far as to sorry, the one about Atlantis. Uh, no, this was called the Staff of Kings. Oh, um, a different video game. This was the one that was, uh, they were using the, the, the tech for Grand Theft Auto 4, the one that had the, the people, they also used it in Force Unleashed, where um, they would, uh, the AI would automatically grab onto things or would accidentally trip, but they could stand back up. Like, it was a, an amazing AI technology for the enemies that interacted with their environment like we've never seen before, and honestly still haven't. Um, it was called the Euphoria Engine. Anyway, so they showed off footage um, and announced it even at like an E3, and then it never saw the light of day. And recently, it was released. Why they um, they just they missed some deadlines during the development because they originally wanted to have it released with the same time as the new movie to capitalize on it, obviously. Right. Um, but the they kept missing deadlines, um, and then EA started replacing. Uh, uh, people in charge who then just scrapped the whole game but kept the story and then which just pushed development back even further and it just all disappeared and now all this came out because the author of the novelization adaptation of the game got his work done in time he submitted <laughs> his work like a year early before the game and movie were supposed to come out and they were just like well here's your check thanks but we're not going to publish this. There's no way anyone's going to read an Indiana Jones novel uh, for a game that never comes out. Um, also, the movie is bad. The new movie's bad, and no one's going to read it. Like he tried to get it published again later, and they're like, no. right? Like the movie tanked. No one cares about Indiana Jones. Um, he actually would go on to release it recently as a po- audio podcast drama. Oh. oh, that's okay. So, so it is. It has been released. It is available unofficially. Unofficially. Yeah. yeah. And a design document for the video game leaked. Uh, tons of concept art and character designs and uh, story cues and things like that. Anyway, it's a really cool thing. You know what? I've talked so much about this. If we keep it in this in the show, I'll include a link for people who want to go read uh, all about this. It's fascinating. That is cool. So very the cool. book's out now. Are they doing something with it now? Or are they no, just no, talking it, about the, the fact that this out. thing... 
I see. The, sorry, I mean the podcast. The podcast, yeah, is uh, out. But they're not doing anything yeah. about it. Like he can't really monetize this because he doesn't really doesn't really own the right. license to do it. But at the same time, it's his words and he wrote it, so he can kind of do what he wants. But hmm. there's no way we'll ever get it published. Like he tried to do a fan campaign to get funding to present uh, to the studio and buy it from them and and release it. But the studio's like, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> go away. It's not happening. Get over it. Man, studios are kind of the worst, right? Yeah, they kind of are. All like, the, all the when, it comes, makers. when it comes to movie making, uh, things you need to make a movie, a studio is kind of the, like, the evilest, most useless one of them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, hell, we wouldn't have Deadpool if, if Ryan Reynolds, or sorry, someone unknown didn't release that <laughs> test footage. Right? Uh, so uh, speak- many, I wonder so many projects that could have been if only someone someone got Ryan Reynolds to release it for them. Well, speaking of projects that could have been, oh, uh, in a recent interview with The Guardian, oh. Kevin Smith was asked about that long lost Prince documentary. Do you guys the remember that story? Prince. Yeah, That's right. He told that so, story at some Q and A not long ago that we saw. It yeah, was so uh, it, it at wasn't that, a Prince- one of the evenings of Kevin Smith's. It wasn't a Prince documentary, though, wasn't it? Um, wasn't it? Was it was brought in to just film a bunch of Prince stuff, right? Like a for for Prince, though. Like right. Prince so was- Prince, Prince was going to release an album uh, to a select few friends. Uh, he wanted some video taking of their reactions to the album, of their reactions, like just talking with him and stuff. So Kevin was invited. Um, after he made dogma because prince really loved the movie dogma and said like come shoot some stuff i like your i like your vibe i want i want you to do this so kevin cuts all this stuff shoots all this material he's got all this great content of like prince not really being prince just being him you know Yes, not being the uh, he, persona of Prince, but being himself naturally, right? Yeah. Uh, and he's like, it was really great. And Prince yeah. watched it and said, cool, thanks. And then put it in the vault. So yeah. now that Prince has passed, um, his estate is going through this vault. They're finding so much unreleased music, so many... Um, just projects that were done just never got, never went anywhere. And one of these is uh, the Kevin Smith documentary from Prince. Mm. Um, so in the Guardian interview, uh, they were uh, he was taking I think questions from online, and the question was, "What are the chances of your Prince documentary emergency emerging?" He said, "Very high. The director of OJ Made in America is making a documentary for Netflix, and came to the house to interview me. When they went to the vault after Prince died, they found so much unreleased music and so many music videos. But the only footage of him talking was what I shot. It's extraordinary. He acts differently to how he ever acted in his entire life, and he talks for hours and hours. Looks like it's finally going to get to see the light." Wow. Okay. Very so cool. Kevin Smith isn't necessarily making a documentary, but his footage, it his seems, footage is will. going to be seen. Um, that's very cool. That's exciting. I mean, I'm always down for more Kevin Smith. Yeah. And more Prince. More Prince. <laughs> so, that's I mean, obviously really this will be You'll... the start, right? Then they're going to start releasing some of the music that was in there too. Yeah. You'll have to uh, keep us updated on that when that comes out so we can take a look at it and talk about it. Absolutely. Um, speaking of uh, digging into vaults and archives, um, it's my bad segue into Naked Gun. Uh, Liam Neeson, <laughs> who is no longer... Sorry, Liam Neeson is with us. Leslie Nielsen, who is no longer with us. Uh, right? Or right. am I just making something up? No, no you're correct. Died. Uh, Naked Gun was one of many, many films that he made that were incredible and hilarious parodies and satire and everything uh of which there were three of them right i believe so yeah and 33 i think and a third <laughs> oh yeah that's right they just never released uh, the interview th- ones three to 32 they're um, also in the prince vault yeah uh, so they're remaking it though they're remaking naked gun i i would hope they that they're not remaking they're reimagining they're trying to like bring that type of comedy forward 
with the similar characters. Oh, you know what? I didn't read the next line. It's not a remake. It is a continuation. It's a sequel of sorts. Oh, My apologies. Wow. Okay, so yeah, so it looks like it's going to be the son of the character of Detective Drebin. Okay, so um, Naked Gun was kind of a, uh, a I don't know James Bond police detective thing, yeah. thing. Uh, it looks like one third of the Lonely Island team, uh, the director of Hot Rod, Pop Star, and the latest Chippendale on Disney Plus, uh, is setting this up for success. They're going to be they're making this movie, they're writing it, they're producing it, um, and they've got Liam Neeson in as the son of Detective Drebin. So they can keep oh. the initials the same. That's kind of funny. I was looking up, because we were just looking up their ages, I'm like, well, hang on. When was Liam Neeson born? So he would have, because I, I, Liam Neeson, not Liam Neeson, Leslie Nelson, uh, because he's had white hair for so long, he becomes ageless at some point, right? Uh, and it was sure. just hard to gauge of yeah. him being old enough to have Liam Neeson as his son. But yeah, he would have he could have had him when he was 26. And that's just in real time, in movie time. We can stretch that out for another 20, 30 years. So it was um they actually won an Emmy uh, for best TV movie for the Rescue Rangers. Uh, nice. Movie. Yeah. Um, I really liked it. Amazing. Yeah. And they are friends with Seth MacFarlane, who uh, is the one who went to Liam Neeson with the idea and was like, you got to do this. What do you guys think of Liam Neeson in this role, though? Because I don't immediately think of comedy. (laughs) I think Liam Neeson. Um, I think so. So I can't remember exactly, but he did a bunch of comedy stuff before Taken. Okay. Um, And like, I know he has that good it was I know just he has that really funny better. video i think with um uh he's got a few funny he plays the straight man but in a comedic yes. way really well that's yeah. what i was thinking like he's good as the straight man i he's not the one who's delivering the punches right he's just he's where it lands flat and maybe that is the kind of vibe that leslie nielsen had for the naked gun if i remember right the character was kind of clueless clueless idiot, yeah right kind of inspector clouseau like um you know, t- t- taking yeah. it seriously um and just letting the comedy present Happen. itself to yeah. audiences yeah huh Okay, so you know what? I think you you sold me. I think I was coming ready to come into this to say this is terrible for Leslie Nielsen or Liam Neeson or whichever one. Their names are so similar. Get out of here with that. But no, I'm I'm down with that now. I mean, he was kind of a little bit funny in the A Team, right? He had to have some humor there. <laughs> sure. um, he did cameos in the Anchorman and the Anchorman too. Again, I think being the the straight guy, right? Try Michael. I think he's going to be fine at it. I think this yeah. will be pretty good. Yeah. Well, I think uh, you know whatever the Lonely Island does next, I'm always there for. If anyone, well, this is a third of the Lonely Island. That's a very Lonely Island. I they've been doing. Oh yeah, a lot but of... the others are still there as as, produ- as the production <laughs> staff, right? Like they're they're yeah. all involved. Um, just one is leading the way. The director, much. just the same guy who's led the way for their music videos and their um just all their video production like the movies and stuff yeah it does seem it does seem like there it's the lonely island is currently three dudes doing three completely separate things but having like a quick conversation with each other yeah in the middle and and working with each other like staying in each like being there for each other's projects yeah um, so moving on to some TV stuff, did you hear Scorsese is going to make a TV show based on Gangs of New York? No. Yeah. So Mr. Uh, gangster Movie himself, who hates the MCU, is going to go make some TV shows. Uh, he already did, if you remember. He made Boardwalk Empire. Uh, rather, he helped produce it and directed the first episode and actually won an Emmy for directing you guys saw Boardwalk Empire, right? It was oh, good. yeah. It was great. Yeah. Great show. Mind you, it has Steve Buscemi in it, which means I automatically think it's great. Yeah, that's true. Fair <laughs> enough. Okay. So the guy has a, a line on my funny bone. 
So Gangs of New York and Boardwalk Empire are actually both based on the same source material. Sorry, say that again. Gangs of New York and Boardwalk Empire are based on the same source material. They're set in like... Sorry, what I mean is, yes, it's based on real life. (laughs) But in particular, both of them looked to the nonfiction book called Gangs of New York, um, which follows organized crime in New York, uh, Chicago, New Orleans... Um, and just sort of the birth of it in America. Um, really? Yeah. And so both of those prod, so the movie and Boardwalk Empire went to this book as its main source of material uh, to get started. Okay. Yeah. The latter part of the book is Boardwalk Empire. The beginning of the book is Gangs of New York. And um, Martin Scorsese is like, I'm going to go back to television for a little bit. And we're going to make a Gangs of New York adaptation to span the whole thing. Sort of the whole chronicle of organized crime and the rise of it in in America. But it's okay, secretly I'm, I'm not... a tie-in to Quantum Leap reboot? No, we got the Quantum uh? Leap reboot and no, uh, no, no, no one but they have it. him leap into it. Huh? Boo boo earns. Boo. Ah, come on. Great ideas. All right, well, in news that won't be boo earns, guess what? Deadpool got a new release date. Is it sooner or later? They've moved it to November 8th. So it's been moved 12 days sooner from November 20th to November 8th. So. So to before my birthday instead of after. That was sweet of them. Yeah. Also, Fantastic Four is going to come out on Valentine's Day 2025. And... Uh, Avengers Secret War will be coming out uh, May 1st, 2026. Yeah, they shifted a lot of that around, didn't they? They essentially uh, postponed, well, because of Blade, I think, is the impetus of all this. Uh, So Blade lost its director. Um, It was supposed to come out in like a year from now, and they haven't started filming. And so they postponed filming date to early next year. And then they're like, you know what? There's no way we can film and do this especially with all of the negative attention they've been receiving for essentially working uh, effects houses to the bone um and underpaying them they probably were like you know what it uh before everyone knew that we suck uh and treated effects houses like shit we probably could have gotten away with turning a movie around in eight months uh but now that people are looking at us maybe we should give this room to breathe at least that's almost another year the, so, <laughs> yeah, well, know... it should take a big budget, like superhero movies should take more than a year to make. <clears throat> They've learned about our sweatshops, so let's not work the sweatshops quite so hard. Yeah. We're still going to use the sweatshops. We're still going to pay them what we pay them. We just don't want it to look like we're doing what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Was that news from General Zoslav? Is that what you were saying? No, no. That's this is Disney, not uh, this is DC. Disney, and closer than we think sometimes. I saw that this, um, you know, speaking of paying people properly, the the voice actress for Bayonetta, the video game series, mm-hmm. um, which is like this action, the, uh, this like Japanese action game. You're this crazy character. It's like Devil May Cry. You're a character doing all these crazy in moves. stilettos, of, I think, right? Yeah, in stilettos, yeah, yeah, and a giant giant. Uh, <laughs> hair flowing all over the place doing combos pulling off special moves there have been two of them they went from cult classic to like massive money-making franchise so they're making a third one and they decided to go with a more known voice actor and when it comes to voice acting in video games there's two names there's nolan north and jennifer hale um they do all the voices Uh, and they went with jennifer hale now the voice actress uh from the previous two games spoke out about it on Twitter saying, um, Oh, it's not so much that they went with a bigger actor. It's that I said no to do the project because they only offered me about $4,000 for the oh, voice work. Wow. Which if maybe you're an amateur voice artist, who's just out of school and getting started on a small direct to video project. Sure. That's about right. But not that you're, if you're a multi-hundred million dollar fucking company like Nintendo, making a sequel to a franchise that has amassed $450 million worth. And then you 
they got the most expensive voice actor in the industry. There's no way that that Jennifer <laughs> Hale said yes to four thousand dollars. Are you kidding me? She she commands far more than that. So it's a pretty big uh, controversy right now. I mean, this so this they... seems like normal Nintendo. Yeah, I know, right? Like, I know Nintendo is the company that we love since they were our first console and all that type stuff, and they were great. But like, they haven't been a good company in. Like, ever, really. They just got treated like they were a good company. They've always been shitty to their to their customers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the video game creator has been added on Twitter a lot uh, with a lot of the commentary. Um, but he's Japanese. And in J- Japanese, he was like, why am I trending? Um, and some people <laughs> kind of translated some of the comments to him. And he got a little defensive and was like, if you're going to criticize me, I don't. Well, this was translated for him. If you're going to criticize me, do so in Japanese. I can't. I don't read English. <laughs> and then, so people have been, and then he's been blocking them. Oh, well, yes. Yeah. He didn't say he wouldn't. So, he just said, if you're going to criticize well, me, yeah. do it in Japanese. <laughs> he was like, come at me in Japanese, so I know who you are. I guess, and yeah. now blocked. Uh, yeah. Anyway, maybe like it was a- strategic. Like they wanted Jennifer Hale, but right. they had an existing contract. With the uh, the voice actor, they're like, "Well, we have to make an offer, make so an insulting make offer, yeah. make it so low that they're gonna be like, i 'I'm there's no chance I'm taking this. You passed. Next, yes, you know, that's it. Sounds conspiracy theorist, but I bet you that shit happens in the background. Oh, I'm sure. Well, I mean, we heard about uh, when Kevin Smith would talk about doing uh, music licensing. It was made up of the production cost and the artist cost. And the artist could clearly send a message with how much they would ask for. If they didn't want their music involved in a movie, they're like, I want $500,000 for the song yeah. to be used in the movie. Yeah. Which is basically their polite way of saying, no, you can't have my song. Because they can't say, no, you can't have my song. Yeah, sure. Um, if you guys remember, uh, the movie, the second movie I made, um, I... I tried to get the Beatles song yesterday licensed for it because technically it exists outside of like, you don't have to pay for it. Um, really? It, it's, it's expired from copyright. However, the, the, the copyright holders, well, the, the trademark holders, the rights holders is like Sony. Um, and the way it works is they have to say yes to any request to use the song and can't charge anything for it but the way around it is they don't actually have to respond to a request to use the song ah so i i filled out the proper forms and sent it in and submitted to get to use the thing um uh i never ever received a response so they didn't check their mailbox and that means you don't get to use the song even though you went through all the steps that mean you get to use the song exactly isn't that wild (laughs) when they answer they have to say yes yeah, exactly. But they don't have to answer. But they don't have to answer. <laughs> That's yeah. a good loophole. I know. Um, well, yeah. since since we were talking about voice acting, hmm. uh, let's look at let's do a little dive into Dave's corner and oh. look to the future. And by the future, I mean the Legion of Superheroes. Okay. So they have cast. Uh, the animated, uh, they, they have cast all the voices for the animated, uh, movie of the Legion of Superheroes, not connected to, and I didn't even know this was a thing. Cause I mean, it's, well, what is today? It could be not a thing by tomorrow. Apparently there is a Legion of Superheroes HBO Max series also in the works. Also animated. Oh, really? Wait, uh, so but, there's two animated Legion of Superheroes projects? Apparently. Uh, I only I only just learned about this one um, for uh, the movie. Like it, it's a, a release to uh, straight to home, probably uh, not to theaters. But I, as I was reading about this movie, they've done a great job of establishing an animated DC animated movie canon. They okay. had a through line of yeah. Justice League: The Flashpoint paradox was one timeline that was only kind of reset recently so that started in 2015 and in 2020 they reset that with the justice league dark apocalypse war and they're now on what's called the tomorrow line 
Yeah, the you can actually draw, and I yeah I learned Sorry, this recently Marvelous. myself. You can draw a line of continuity between a lot of the DC animated movies, um, and usually it has to do with uh, voice actors or um, animation houses or animation style. Um, so they'll still do like the one-off movies, like Superman Red Sun, which is adapting yeah. a, a graphic novel that was a right. standalone thing in another universe. But yeah, the one the movies you listed exist within uh, a sort of shared animated movie universe i've got i've been collecting them on on blu-ray and i've got uh, i've got all of the ones so far although i might have missed one of the recent ones i forget but um it's really cool uh, to sort of watch them together because they do their own they do what marvel's been doing in live action they actually have all these standalone movies and then some a few team-ups and then a big avengers level uh team-up movie um with serious consequences that carry on into the next one and they keep going it's been really cool. Uh, and well, then, so how come they can't do Sa that during the live action show? <laughs> exactly. Why is right? Zaslav dipping into this pool and, of talent? And yeah. why do you guys keep giving them credit for doing decent on the live action when they're not? Because clearly this is what decent looks like. And the right? live action business is shit. <laughs> but you guys kowtow to them anyway. Is that the right word? Kowtow? I love uh, the Legion, though, of superheroes. When I was young, I had, like, a plastic Legion ring. Um, a flight don't ring? I know where it went now, but uh, they nice. they were cool. It was a cool uh, book to read. It, it was for, especially for younger people. It was, it was a young, it was young heroes. Right. So that's going to be, that's the similar idea. So in this one, um, Kara... Um, so going in the timeline of the Tomorrowverse, Kara, devastated by the loss of Krypton, struggles to adjust to her new life on Earth. Her cousin, Superman, mentors her and suggests she leave their space time to attend the Legion Academy in the 31st century, where she makes new friends and a new enemy, Brainiac 5. Yeah, that's right. They're from the future. Um, and they, mm -hmm. they, they visited that idea with the, in Flash. Uh, the Legion came back in time, Brainiac. Um, it was in featured in... Show. Well, in the Supergirl show, it was featured uh, quite a bit because they brought in Monel, who yeah. was essentially like a, a Superman type character from the future. Uh, they had Brainiac. Brainiac, yeah. Um, I mean, that's that's where those lovebirds met, right? Uh, uh, Monel and Supergirl married in real life. So, an HBO Max animated show makes me think like. You know, Harley so Quinn, this so it's going to be dirty and rude. So this one that I'm talking about is the movie. Is a movie, an animated movie in the same animated universe. Animated movie in the very same cool. universe well, as I the Tomorrowverse, yeah. I should check out. Yeah, very interested. I was just excited when I was reading some of the names of like, oh, and they've cast this one, this one. So it gives me an idea of some of the characters. Triplicate Girl, uh, Dawnstar. Do you remember Dawnstar? It's kind of like a hawk. Uh, like, oh, oh, there was a, a winged... Uh, warrior uh, I thought okay. she was cool bouncing boy um, Selwyn oh. Grundy's gonna be in there <laughs> um, what about uh, wasn't there a Shazam a young a young Shazam um, I don't think so but it would be an old Shazam right no sorry a young a young person inherited the inheriting the Shazam powers. oh inheriting the power I don't know I mean yeah. anyway. some of these names I don't recognize so the yeah. name Shazam could evolve over the years yeah yeah, Legion was always fun. The, the future teen superhero team coming back in time was always fun. And um, so anything else in Dave's corner? Just additionally off, so we won't talk about that. Um, oh. Moving on. So Disney, or um, Netflix, I mean, has uh, coming out with a cheaper um, um, plan level. Oh, okay. Uh, it is going to be six ninety nine a month. Which is one dollar less than Disney and Hulu's version of the same one that has ads. Ew. Uh, yeah, Fifteen to thirty seconds in length, and will play before and during Netflix content. Netflix Ooh. Basic with ads tier will include uh, an average of four to five minutes of commercials, and will have a resolution of seven twenty p. So it's shit quality and ads. <laughs> And it's oh. four to five minutes of ad, and you still pay for it. Jesus. And it's Literally $6 thing, US? $7 US. Seven? That seems too high. Yeah. For, for, like, how are they, like, oh my God, They're, they have to be making more than $7 an ad show, like showing, 
for a whole show, right? So they have ads before and in the middle. Oh, that four, has to to, give four to five minutes of ads per show. Four to five minutes of ads per show. So one person sits down and watches one show. Four to five minutes of ads play. How much of that money over the grand scheme is going to Netflix? It's got to be like a couple bucks a person. A couple bucks a show. No. Um, it's got to be pennies per show. Yeah, okay. I was going to say it's pennies per viewing, probably. But the amount of time, the amount of show, like, I'm trying to think that it should have been a free tier where if it's free, yes, your cause... membership jumps massively and suddenly people are binging the fuck out of your shows again. And you got to be able to make up that $6 from one person in a month from what they would watch. I guess they did the math, obviously, and they, they did the math. They still well, need to charge, but to me, it doesn't make any sense. It, it should cheaper. either be a dollar or free. They're cheaper to, than the ad-supported Disney Plus and Hulu, which are seven ninety-nine a month. Well, Hulu is a totally different thing. Hulu does have a free level, but I'm saying the extra, ad-supported extra the ad-supported version of Hulu is seven ninety-nine a month, and. Right. The Disney Plus with ads is seven ninety nine a month, and the HBO with ads is nine ninety nine per month. Right. So imagine if Netflix came in though and was like, "Fuck all of you, free." I mean, everyone would leave their shit and go to Netflix. Absolutely. Well, okay. People so here goes. Pay that for based... every one of those shows that you, every one of those streaming services you mentioned, people would cancel to go to Netflix for free. So okay, so they're, or even they're if they going didn't get, cancel what they had, everyone would jump on Netflix because they're going why to get, you? They're going to get three dollars per month per user in the advertising tier. So all the ads you watch for the month, they they'll get three bucks. They'll make about three bucks. So well, no, that's 40%. why they can't give it free for free. So the uh, the jump would only in make, subscribers they, would make up for it because. Then you focus on converting those subscribers to a paid tier, because... and that's the pl- that's their plan. So right for three dollars so... more per month, you can get it ad free. Right, yeah. So, so that's what they're doing is they're they're saying you can get it cheaper, but we're going to make the same amount of money. So Netflix is making the same amount of money whether you sign up for their ad service or the one one higher, the, the first non ad. Yeah. It, yeah. It's the same so... amount. They make the same amount of money off you either way. Well, it really does seem to me like a missed opportunity on Netflix's part that the fact that they have co- regularly missed um, growth targets and even mm-hmm. went down for the first time since its inception, like its stock has taken a beating, the company has taken a beating online, like it's it's been looking grim for Netflix. Uh, they canceled a whole bunch of projects to try to save some money, and that obviously this is a money-making method this new ad supported tier to try to gain new followers but it really is um seems to me like a missed opportunity not to make it free get all the followers and then just really hammer to them to upgrade uh, free or free for six works, months even it, it works well it I works mean, for youtube it works for youtube yeah it's the only reason that youtube premium has people and so many I, people okay have it because okay, youtube's but there's, free there's a huge difference between youtube and netflix there's a, there is a gargantuan difference between Netflix and and YouTube. I mean, more people watch YouTube than Netflix, so I'm sure, sure YouTube's costs for storage and streaming far exceed Netflix's. Obviously, sure. Netflix's spend on original content far exceeds you YouTube's. Oh, no, okay, not not just the original content. the The cost of the content on YouTube is zero dollars. The cost of the content on Netflix is total like they pay for everything there is no free content on youtube is given all of its content for free netflix has right. to buy all their content so it's never going to they're never going to have a free netflix tier because they have to pay well, for that content somehow yeah right. i get it i get it i'm trying to say for a company that's hemorrhaging subscribers a saving a couple bucks to get an ad tier is not going to be the savior that they think it is. I think it's not going to play out well for them. I don't think no, they can I've... go. They can't do it for free because they have. They can't do it for I... free because they don't get the content for free. But then do it for okay, free for six months for free, just to get the, the yeah, swarm like, of people coming in. It's just maybe to get half new subscribers, stay. 
right? right. It's but just that, to, to max to get all the right. subscribers. So as you're quick saying as you can. lose lose money to grab subscribers, but the problem with it's that not, is, but it's not losing money because every okay, so every subscriber who then money. joins is now a negative. Sure, it's a right. negative on their balance sheet of a balance sheet that is so far in the positive anyway with all their subscribers. They can afford. They're at a point right now. Yes, they're losing subscribers, but they're at a point monetarily where they can actually afford to be in the negative for a little while. It's not like the stock can go any lower. Well, yes, it can, but it's already <laughs> tanked. So just accept the tanking, accept it a little bit more for sacrifice something for the sake of the growth Yeah, um, I dis- rather than I, sacrificing the content. I disagree. And the reason I disagree is they, they, they could do it for free. They could do it for free, but they would have to do it. If four to five minutes of ads per show gets them $3 a month, they would have to do 15 to 20 minutes of ads per show. No, they take the that $3 loss a person. It's not a $3 loss. It's a $7 loss. Fine. They take the $7 loss a person. So then they go out of business because they can't afford no, because I to said get away for they free. Can't, but I said at, this is the time where they could afford to do it is what I'm trying to say. I think um, they, it's not going to be five years from now when they realize that this didn't work. Yeah, I think I think if I don't I don't necessarily think this is going to work. I think giving it away for free would make it work less like less Mm. fast. Like I think I'm pretty sure Netflix is on its way out of business. And if they gave away the ad supported tier, it would just go to business that much sooner. Uh, because I mean, the they real, still the have real, to pay for all that content that they're just The real problem is in the content itself. The fact that um, these the, uh, the bangers that they've been putting out have been shit. Right. Uh, they've managed to wrangle in the top talent in Hollywood. They got the directors and writers of Endgame, the biggest movie in the world. They got Ryan Gosling um, and fucking Chris <laughs> Evans. <laughs> They right. got the writers, the directors. They spent the most money ever on a movie. And it's terrible. It's the most generic nonsense thing. And what the hell? I can't even remember the name of it. I was like, this the is gray, the most... The Grey Man. The Grey Man. Yeah. And that's after they got Ryan Reynolds and The Rock. And who I forget who wrote that movie, but they were a writing and directing superstar. And they dropped millions upon millions. And that movie was the most generic, boring thing in the world. Yeah, I don't know what is wrong with Netflix, how they can keep getting top talent and make the most generic thing in the world, but they need to figure that out. That's the right. That's what out. they need to figure out. The free, I mean, at the end of the day, the only reason you're signing up for the free tier is because you can't afford anything else because ads suck. So, yeah, but which is also why, like, so what, $3 savings? You think that's really going to generate a big increase in subscribers? Probably not. They don't what if care. You put, <laughs> what if you put something behind that apart from ads? So what if, uh, as a part of the free tier, you get access to all the Netflix exclusive content? It's the stuff that's behind the paywall that's the other licensed so the Sony stuff, the Office, everything that everyone else really oh, wants. separate the content. Oh is my God, behind that, that paywall. Don't give them that idea because that is genius and they would do it. I mean, but that's you where get, we're headed. You get, the, you get the Netflix stuff for free with the ads yeah. because the Netflix that's, stuff is shit. That already exists. That's Amazon. So with Amazon Prime, you get the Amazon Prime stuff. Mm-hmm. And then if you want Archer, you got to sign up for Slack. And if no, you want... It's if a little different this, because Amazon still that. does license stuff on Prime as part sure, of your Prime membership. But, they still have sure, licensed but content. Like less than half the stuff is available that is on Prime if all you have is Prime. You need all those other subscriptions. I mean, to, that's no different than the Apple the Apple TV app, right? It shows you what you can get with their yeah. service plus what else you can buy from them. That's not yeah, a part you're of essentially, it's essentially just well, a right, storefront for, yeah. for other streaming services. No, yeah. no it, it's the same. No, it's the same thing. It's streaming. You can buy, you can add on Stack TV onto, or whatever onto your onto Apple Prime. TV account yeah. as well as Prime. Okay, so that is the it's same It's just thing. a store. Yeah, they're both just storefronts for other streaming services because you can still go get Stack TV by itself. Um Essentially, every cable channel now exists as a streaming service. Uh, anyway. Um, Yay, was... we're back to the thing we started pirating for in the first yeah. place. Guess what's going to happen next, everybody? All you, big, all you big executives who 
think you outsmarted the game by creating a whole bunch of streaming services. Yeah, you missed the point of what we wanted. And uh, yeah. piracy is going to take a huge leap again. And now, and now, the quality of the piracy pirated stuff is going to be amazing. Well, yeah, because we're getting it directly, internet directly from their stream service, and the quality yeah. is higher, and all that. Uh, well, yeah, and internet speeds can keep up with it. Yeah, like yeah. there was many reasons to pirate back in the day. One of them was the convenience, which they figured yeah. out by making all of it available. On streaming. On, on a single sure. streaming service. You could sign up for just or, Netflix and have everything you needed on Netflix. Or even just having every single channel have its own streaming service. The convenience is still there, but there was also the side of the cost of it all, which well, no, yeah. went to piracy. Like, people didn't when you want have to, to spend every single channel on their cable package. When you have to sign up for 10 streaming services, sure, the cost is prohibitive, but having to remember which show is on which streaming service is not convenient. So stop signing up for all the streaming services and just download the two shows that you want from that streaming service instead of having to have the whole streaming service that you have to dig through to find what you want. So yeah, piracy is about to take a huge jump again. Yeah. Um, so, speaking of who keeps, who's still getting it right, mostly, uh, if it's not the streaming services and your home movies, it's uh, your theater movies. Tom Cruise, at the very least, uh, knows what audiences want, uh, want and have been giving it to them. Uh, Maverick almost became one of, I think it's in top 10 highest grossing movies of all time or something. Uh, oh, really? Nice. It's, it's huge. It made just all the money in the world. Uh, so... We talked about um, Tom Cruise threatening to kill himself in space. I mean, threatening to do stunts <laughs> in space. It looks like mission is a go. They have NASA's done it. Paramount is behind it. The money is there. The story is being developed. Doug Lyman, uh, who he who worked on making those Born Identity movies. Uh, and Tom Cruise and Universal, sorry, our pictures are going to space with NASA. Hmm. Um, Damn. We don't know when they're launching, but it's sometime next year. However, when they announced this back during like the beginning of COVID is when we talked about this, uh, which is why it was delayed. Uh, Russia was like, lol, we'll get there first. Right. And they're going to. So Tom Cruise is actually not going to be the first actor uh, no to way. Film something in space. Russia has well, launched and sent actors already. Didn't we already talk about this? They sent uh, a Russian film studio was sent to the space station. Not yet. They were going to. Oh, they didn't do it yet. I thought they'd already they, done it. They're, 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 they're there now. They're there now. Oh, they are there now. Yeah. How they are there now. How can Russia afford to send I know, right? people to space when they can't afford to send food to their troops? Yeah. Hell, they can't yep. afford to send food to the citizens that live inside their borders, much less the ones that they're trying to annex. So, you know, Russia, who got the first satellite in space, the first dog in space, the first man in space, the first woman in space, is going to get the first movie in space. The movie's called The Challenge. It's in International Space Station and filming. It's about a doctor who is launched on short notice to the station to save the life of a cosmonaut. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so they, they did that. They're doing it. But Tom Cruise will still go do it. I want to know, is he going to do a spacewalk? Um, and is he uh, going to, like, I don't know, do a flip in space? Is he going to run in space? How do you run in space? Because running's his thing. Is he going to run in spot? Or they're gonna. Have, oh, he's gonna. He's gonna run, and he's like, "What's? Why am I not moving, dude? You're in space, <laughs> right? I grab it. <laughs> I can't wait to see the final product. Where like, there's already in pretty much every movie and television show has like special effects that you just don't see. Like CGI is so prominent in filling out a background, removing things, you know, touching stuff up. Um, <laughs> I know they're going to space to film because they want that realism, but I'm, I imagine it's Hollywood. They're still going to, you know, zhuzh it up with a lot of extra CGI overlays on top of everything. Yeah, it's going to be, I, I feel, it, I think that's what they're going to do. And I think the final product's going to be a little silly in that regard, where it's like, why'd you even go to space then? If you're just going to CGI some of this stuff anyway. 
anyway, I just thought that was neat. Tom Cruise is, uh, it's happening. Last to the Russians again. Speaking so of space, the, just... I was going to say that'll be the next villain in the Mission Impossible movie. It'll be the Russians. Oh my god, and, a crossover. It's that guy who, the doctor who goes up to space. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it turns out it, it was just a cover for a terrorist or thing. He yeah. rips the mask <laughs> off. It's Tom Cruise. It's ah! Tom Cruise. <laughs> It's Mission Impossible 8 or whatever they're up to now. Yeah. But what were you saying about space? Uh, speaking of space, um, Dead Space, the video game that's getting a remake soon, uh, John Carpenter wants to make a movie on it. Oh. John Carpenter hasn't made movies for a very long time, but made some of the greatest uh, sci-fi horror films of all time, like The Thing, um, is uh, wanting to get back madness. into it. Yep, And he wants to make Dead Space, which... I kind of feel like the monsters in Dead Space are very much the thing-like, as far as, uh, you know, they, they've got they've got these vaguely human facial features, but they've got these weird limbs um, and shamble forward with uh, grotesque body horror gore, which is very much the thing. Some of them, if I remember the game correctly, are just appendages, right? That are yeah. moving on their own? Right? Yeah, exactly. So... Yeah, that's creepy. Kind of feel like um, it's a great way for you know John Carpenter to maybe revisit some of his older uh, stuff that made him popular and famous, like The Thing. Like, how great would that be to you know make the movie adaptation of the video game that was clearly inspired by the monster designs of one of your greatest movies of all time? And the circle is complete. Yes. <laughs> um, I like Dead Space. It's a fun, fun game. But it's super, super scary. Very different than like that Scorn game I've been playing lately, which is more just a scary environment that you can appreciate and look around with Dead Space. Your your environment is going to kill you as well because it's I space. I remember playing Dead Space, the first one, and getting through a fair bit of it, even though it was creeping me out. Um, I've learned since that apparently monsters in games and stuff like that, I can, I'm fine with it. Where I get really freaked out in a game is if you have to spend lots of time in the water and you're swimming around yes, that's right. because there's things in the water that you can't see coming at you. It always like, there's just giant monsters. I'm talking about Subnautica. I cannot yeah, play yeah. that game for more than five minutes. I just get far too anxious. Did you try that game Breathage? That's supposed to be Subnautica in space see that one's okay because oh, it's yeah? space there's nothing okay. around you you're drifting through this space and you can um, see i suppose all around and you, you can see everything it's in the subnautica that just past the murky darkness is a shark or yeah. have you seen some of the monstrosities that come out in this game they're terrifying do they have like giant squids giant With squids. little beaks with the little beaks with the little beaks and then like a pincer tail attached uh probably i'm yeah. guessing but like it's a fascinating game but the creatures in the water are terrifying uh they are they are indeed all right well um on that spooky halloween note <laughs> is there anything else uh, we've got to talk about uh, uh no i'm good wraps up the oh, show, maybe. i think i'm out yeah all right well i think it's been a good one if anyone listening agrees or disagrees with any of our takes we'd love to hear from you it's contact at thirdwheelpodcast.com um otherwise thanks for joining me this week mike thanks for having me and dave it's been popping it has indeed we'll pew see you all next week bye-bye pew pew